0: Woo, woo. to the second episode of Disney Plus plus Ben Plus Baby Yoda the spin-off podcast of Disney Plus plus Ben Plus friends which is too many words it's just too many words but i am really excited about this episode there is so much to talk about and i mean it's just an excellent episode of television in general it's an excellent addition to Star Wars canon and yeah so so let's get into it we're talking about chapter 2 the child. So this episode was directed by Rick Famuyiwa, who also directed the film Dope. If you ever saw that, that's a really awesome movie. And it was writ- this episode was written by John Favreau. It was released on November 15th, 2019, just a little bit over a year ago, which seems crazy. And I'm really excited to talk about it. So, as I said in the first episode of this, I'm going to try to stick to having a couple of categories because one of my favorite things personally about the, the other Disney Plus show, the main Disney Plus show, is having all the different categories like the Mr. Potato Head Award and stuff like that. So what I want to talk about with each one of these episodes are the major themes of each episode. So some of these themes, of course, are going to be overarching themes throughout the season, but I do want to zero in on specific themes of specific episodes because I think – I think this show is very deliberate and trying to have each episode be an entry into the story that furthers it while also serving a larger purpose in a very cool way. And so I think the two major themes of episode two, the child chapter two, the child are violence and intent, which are definitely intertwined in this particular episode. So on the last episode, Mando's body count ended up being about 16. As far as we can tell, he kills the one guy in the door, and there's about 15 that he kills in the shootout at the end with IG before they get to the child. And in this episode, we've got five Jawas, three Transdoshans, and a partridge in a pear tree, uh, and a mud horn protecting its egg. Uh, I'm not going to count the mudhorn. I don't want to get into ethics and stuff like that, so sorry. But I am going to count, like... Humanoid, clearly sentient beings. He kills five Jawas and three trained oceans. Now, the trained oceans are very much in self defense, but so he's killed eight more people in this episode, and he has now killed multiple people. So, so, so he, in, in the last episode, he kills everybody before he meets the child. But what's different is this episode opens with, and, it, and I'm kind of blurring the lines a little bit, because this is also one of my favorite parts, is this opening where it's very still and quiet. And we see we see Mando and the child walking, almost like a cowboy and a horse in an old Western. And we see through shadows and in the the glimmer on Mando's helmet, there's a reflection. We see these beings bouncing. And we realize it's three Trandoshan bounty hunters, which I think are definitely a nod to Bosk, who is one of the bounty hunters in *The Empire Strikes Back*. He's the very reptilian, uh, again, a Trandoshan bounty hunter that is on the on the bridge of that star destroyer in, in *Empire Strikes Back*, next to Boba Fett and IG88 and, and and all those guys. And we get this very intense scene that is scary even for Mando, but for you've got to remember, even though. LBY L- is is 50 years old psychologically in 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 every major way he's a child and you see this child watching this this stranger who is is protecting him engage in this intense violence and there's there's blasters and there's blades and the way that the violence plays across the child's face is very important and it's going to come back in major ways and I bet it's going to be a major thing in season 2 but but we see it when There's an episode a little bit later on, and we'll really dwell on it when we get there, but there's an arm-wrestling match between Cara Dune and Mando. And and the child basically Sith chokes Cara Dune because of the violence that, that he has watched. And what's interesting about this story is there's so much violence happening. But Din, Mando, is a very morally gray character. And the child is very susceptible, and there is no Obi-Wan Kenobi. There is no Han Solo in the new trilogy for for Ray. you know. There is no character to say, this is right, this is wrong. And it is interesting to watch what's happening there, and it's going to be so interesting to see what happens in season two with this. So again, violence is a huge theme here. And then I'm also going to say intent, because I think that this particular episode does a really good job of exploring this idea of what you do matters, but why you do it matters just as much or more. And I think there's this moment where Queel says, the Jawas steal. They don't destroy. Mando says, they destroyed my ship. And he's saying, no, 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 they're scavengers. They stole that that metal so they could sell it to buy food. They they There's a difference between a thief and a crook. There's a difference between somebody who steals a loaf of bread to feed their child and somebody who just robs somebody's house, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of people who end up doing that are doing it to also buy food for their children. But you, you get my point, I think, is is that intent is important. And we see that early on in the episode, Mando, of course, does not hesitate at all to, to react in violence to self-defense, right? I mean, he is absolutely justified in fighting off these Trandoshans to save both him and the child. But the way he massacres these Jawas as the episode goes on, is dark and very violent. It's actually some of the most dark, violent stuff we've seen in all of Star Wars canon. And his intent is is brutal. It's his, his intent is brutality, is revenge, is dark. And as we go on throughout the episode and we have the interaction with the Mudhorn, which we'll get to, I think that we see a different intent. And I think that in the end of the episode, as he's flying off, We'll, we'll get to it. I don't want to, you know, it, this is an interesting one where I think almost all the themes are all starting to turn the best parts of the episode. And I, I do think that the intent there is, is is very important. So, again, violence and intent are the two themes of this episode. So let's talk about my favorite parts. I, I already kind of talked about the Trandoshan part. I, I If I was going to dwell on one specific moment, I do think that when you get to see in his helmet, there is a reflection of the Trandoshans jumping across. It's just great visual storytelling. I absolutely love it. Uh, great job by Rick Famuyua, who has been shortlisted for a lot of MCU films. And I think when you look at the action set pieces of this particular episode, you'll you'll see that this guy needs to be given a, a full feature-length film in the MCU or Star Wars universes at some point in time. So I also want to talk about this, this moment where this is a great, uh, great... Uh, the child episode because almost not almost all of it, but a good chunk of the memes come from this episode. We get uh, we get we get Baby Yoda eating the frog and Mando tell him to spit it out. That's that's a great one. Him chasing the frog and then eating it. We we get The one where he kind of looks up at him with like the big doughy eyes. And, you know, you've seen the one where he's like, can I have chicky nuggies and stuff like that? And then we also get the one where Mando is set up like an assassin. And uh, you get Yoda like basically telling Mando to assassinate JFK and (laughs) and things like that. And I I do want to say, you know, great episode for the child. I mean, it's called The Child. We see him be absolutely adorable. We see him speeding around in his egg bassinet. And, of course, we get the very cool moment where he, you know, he tries to heal Mando and Mando just won't let him. And then of course, later on with the Mudhorn, which we'll get to. So great, great little baby Yoda episode. Then uh, we've got Mando just absolutely blasting away, turning to dust, vaporizing these Jawas with this disruptor rifle, which is dark and violent, but I'm not going to lie to you. It's also very cool. (laughs) Uh, It is an interesting version of violence in Star Wars. You know, when Disney bought Star Wars, a lot of people were like, well, that's the end, you know, it's going to just be for babies now. And it's like, Guys, did you watch the prequel trilogy? I mean, the prequel trilogy is so toothless. And you've got Jar Jar Binks, you know, who is legitimately a, a a cartoon character, you know, who is in the movie for comedic relief explicitly. And you've got the Star Wars special editions that George Lucas released where you've got like – Dinosaurs farting and people reacting to it and like a three minute segment of the Max Rebo band playing like, nah, nah Naka Wookie Show and like come on. I mean like Star Wars has always been a little bit childlike, but George Lucas was kind of spiraling it to peak childishness. And Disney has really reeled it back in a lot of ways. So, you know, I know I come across as a real Disney stan and I I I'm Disney's not a perfect company by a lot of means, but and I also there's some major flaws with the Star Wars sequel trilogy, but this show is, as a Star Wars fan, for me, just about perfect. And I think it's proof that people who were overreacting about oh, Disney, the Missy, the Mickey Mouseification of Star Wars was was really totally over exaggerated by by a mile. And this segment shows it. I mean, they are not afraid to have the main character, the titular Mandalorian, who we're rooting for. Be a very morally great character who's killed 24 people in two episodes, okay? A dozen per episode. It's quite a batting average for, for my guy. So, uh, I, I love this. I, I love that they end up running in the sand crawler, and then there's this great chase scene. It's very Indiana Jones. It's very, like, uh, it, it, it feels... James Bondi where he's climbing up and they're, they're opening up the windows and throwing pots and pans and, and metal and stuff at him. And it does really much remind me of the star Wars video game on the super Nintendo super star Wars. There's a level where you have to climb up the stand crawler and it's so hard. And it really reminded me of that. And again, this is just a great action s- scene and uh, you know, Rick family, uh, crushes it as a director here. And then and, and the score is awesome too. So I love all of this, you know, he gets, bla- uh, Mando gets blasted and falls down, and then eventually Queel, you know, brings him in, they, they kind of make peace with the Jawas a little bit, although he busts out the flamethrower again, which I just love that that's his absolute go-to, and then we've got this, th- they say, we need the egg, go get the egg, and so he goes to this cave, and... Goes to get this mudhorn egg, and we have this incredible scene that's very much like a bullfight. He's very Mando is very much like a matador in this scene, and we get this just brutal beast. And there's just awesome visual storytelling where, like, we've seen how much havoc he can wreak with his flamethrower, and he goes to use the flamethrower on this thing, and it doesn't do anything at all. And it really shows us the might of the the mudhorn and. Right as he's about to really probably get killed, he's, he's, he's standing there holding this little dagger. The child uses the force and, and lifts the Mudhorn up in the air and buys Mando just enough time that Mando can end up killing the thing. The child passes out from exhaustion, and it's a truly iconic Star Wars moment. I mean, there's some cool moments in this episode, but I would argue that that Mudhorn battle and that reveal that the child has a very strong connection to the force, as we've assumed he probably did. But that the the concrete evidence that the child is very in tune with the force it's 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 incredible, and I believe it's up there with any great lightsaber battle. It's up there with any awesome like the, any sh- trench run. You know, I'm I'm thinking like when the when the snow speeders are pulling down the the ATATs on on Hoth. I mean, it's that level of of Star Wars excellence and it's just perfect and cool and it makes you care so much about Mando and the child. It's, it's just very effective and I absolutely love it. And then my, my last part that I really want to talk about that I think is incredible is the way the ending almost delivers almost the hero riding off into the sunset triumphantly. We get in the razor crest. It's been repaired. The Epic music is playing and we get this awesome shot from the from the front of the ship that, that you know, the Razorcrest leaving the planet and going out into space. And it feels like the cowboy riding off into the sunset. And then we cut into the cockpit and we see how exhausted and hurt the child is. And we see how much that is impacting Mando and and how how he is truly not he, he's he, he's already really struggling with what he's going to have to do with which is take this child who you know he is a bounty hunter this is his way of life this this is the way and he he's going to take this child in and and turn him in for money and he knows he's about to do that even though this child just risked its own life to save him and there's this very tense sad moment and then it it, it you know the child stirs and we we get to see okay he is alive he is okay but gosh, he's he's not the same. you know, he's shaken up by this. And then we cut back out. and then the ship is deep into space. and it's the back of the ship. And now, instead of getting to go into the sunset, the ship is going into darkness. And I think it's just really beautiful visual storytelling. It's clearly intentional and deliberate. These are, you know, this is just a great team of directors and writers who are working on this. There's no way that's an accident. And so I just wanted to point that out. And I absolutely love that. So let's go on to do the best quotes of the episode. I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. So this one definitely has fewer quotes. It's a very visual episode, a very nonverbal episode. But some of my favorites are, I, I love, The Egg what is the egg? You know, Dan being, he's so irritated by these Jawas. I think I love it so much because he's so annoyed and they're just cultishly calling out for the egg. I, I also really love at the end, Queel has two quotes that I think are exceptional and they're great for showing us who Queel is, but then they're also really good for kind of foreshadowing how, how the season's going to end. And so Queel has this, Mando asks, hey, will you join my crew? I'll pay you handsomely. And he says, I have worked a lifetime to finally be free of servitude, and we have to remember that Queel was a slave to the Empire, as were many Ugnats, unfortunately, which we saw in Empire and uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I love this idea of working a lifetime to be free. You know, not I don't love the idea of that, of course. Obviously, you know, s- slavery is horrible, uh, obviously, but I love the that Queel in kind of a Zen way, has arrived at that as. a That's the way he's making peace with his trauma. I think it's really beautiful. And then uh, right as Mando's about to leave, Quill says, good luck with the child. May it survive and bring you a handsome reward. I have spoken. And what I love is, literally, he is going to be turning, he, he hopes the child survives so that he can turn it in and get a handsome reward, money. But what that comes to mean after the events of the next episode are really incredible and really mirrors the fact that, you know, spoilers, of course, Quill is going to, spoilers, seriously, if you haven't watched the series before and you're just kind of going episode by episode, spoilers for about 30 seconds on the last episode, Quill is going to give his life protecting the child, you know, and, and, and so will many others and many others will risk their lives. So this idea of, Good luck with the child. May it survive and bring you a handsome reward when we know that, that really the reward is that they become a tribe, that that that, that the child ends up being a foundling. The, the child, in fact, becomes a Mandalorian, and that the reward is actually going to be so much more profound than money. I, I really like that moment. I think it's really beautiful. Okay, so that's the end of the episode mostly, but I want to talk about winners and losers. I suggest a new strategy, Artu. Let the Wookiee win. So, in this particular episode, I think the winners... We've got, obviously, Quill. Quill is a big winner in this one. Peace has been restored to his valley, and he ends up getting to do a favor for Mando, which he truly ends up feeling like... Uh, he was going to owe Mando one, because Mando ends up saving the valley and, and bringing peace to it by, by rescuing the child and, you know, taking care of everybody. But uh, by taking care of, I mean, murdering. Cause one of the themes of this episode was violence. But <laughs> uh, but so I, 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 think that, you know, um, <laughs> I think Queel is a winner there because he gets peace and also a feeling of satisfaction for having, having helped Mando. And then I guess the Jawas in a way are winners because they get the egg and boy, are they happy when they get the egg? That's one of my absolute favorite moments of this is like, they get the egg. It's this weird mop covered thing when they hold it up, it seems like it's gonna be like a religious ritual or something. And then they just crack it open like a pinata and go to town. And it is so gross and sticky and orange, but then also losers jawas. I mean, Mando just slaughters five of them on screen. There more. And, uh, that's, that's pretty heavy. And then the Mudhorn obviously is a loser dies, protecting its egg. And, uh, then the egg is, you know, again, treated like a, a pinata for the jawas. I guess, you know, this is an interesting one for the child, right? So the child sort of is a winner and a loser as well, because the child generates some of our favorite memes, some of his cutest moments, has an epic moment where he channels force sensitivity, you know, for the first time that we've seen. Uh, But then also losers a little bit, because, you know, Mando's pretty cold to him in this episode. He tries to heal Mando. Mando pushes him away. Mando's harsh to him when he eats the frog. So tough, tough episode for for little baby Yoda, even though ultimately uh, the hero of the episode, which is fitting since the name is the child. I think the child goes on a real journey in this episode. All right. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Speaking of episodes of Ben plus Disney. What is it? Disney plus plus Ben plus baby Yoda. So, uh, again, we're doing this every Friday. I'm going to be dropping these episodes until. Until there aren't any episodes, because right when I finish season one, season two will start and we'll watch along together. And so I'm really excited about that. It's going to be great. So please uh, tell your friends about the show. Uh, You know, I also host a podcast called Ope Radio, O-P-E, exclamation point radio. It is nominated for the best local podcast in Kansas City right now in the Kansas City Pitch Awards. So please vote for that, even if you don't live in Kansas City. (laughs) And, uh, you yeah, know, stay tuned for these. There's going to be some more proper Disney Plus episodes coming really soon. We're going to be talking about – we've got a, a – I'll tease a little bit. We're talking about one of the Disney princess classics, and uh, we've got an MCU movie coming up too. So I'm, I'm really excited about some of those episodes. And, uh, yeah, I, I have a Patreon. I will sub. I will shamelessly plug it. It's uh, Ben Went B-E-N-W-E-N-D-T. And uh, if, if you give me $5 a month, then you get access to some exclusive audio, including a, a – an audio commentary track for each episode of the Mandalorian and an episode of me kind of watching the episode. And if you sync it up, then we can watch along and you can pretend like I'm sitting in your living room talking too much while we watch TV together. So everybody wants that. All right. Cue bad theme song. Thanks guys. We'll we'll talk about star Wars next week. Bye. (laughs)